Delaney. And this is Katie. Welcome to Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Episode two of this piece. All right. <laughs> heard, like, y'all laughing already. Right, right. <laughs> Listen, it's hard out here, so you got, somebody got to laugh. Right. Might as well be us. How's that week, girl? <sighs> all right. <laughs> For real? <laughs> is that heavy? Is that Bassus? It happened. Um, I don't know. It's just been busy practicing. Yeah. Have a recital coming up. So uh, yes, recital. All right. Okay, Carnegie Hall debut. All right. Well. Well, Eastman. Exactly. <laughs> let me not. Let me not say the wrong thing. Lounge debut. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, people waiting outside Carnegie Hall. I thought you said the was gonna be out here. All right. No. Um. Yeah. Just been preparing for that. Well. Okay. Going through the motions of that. Okay, JB, listening in, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll see how that goes. How that goes. Um, mm-hmm. How about you, sister? Yo. When I tell you I was sick this week, I don't get sick. Hi, how'd you get sick, sister? Shut up. <laughs> and it's like, I know that sound dumb, like, how you not get sick. When I tell you I haven't been sick since, like, 2005, because I take the right precautions, right? You mm-hmm. feel a little tickle. NyQuil immediately knock that joint out. Now my liver. your liver. <laughs> but I don't know how I got caught slipping, and that's and the main thing reason why I don't like to be sick is because I'm very dramatic. So it's like no. I didn't ask for no amen. <laughs> so it's like I I literally can't go on. Like I I can't. <laughs> I literally on your deathbed. Meanwhile, <laughs> you coughed once. <laughs> Like I, like I can't, I can't breathe. I can't see. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm cold. Like I'm just so dramatic. So I just, I just prefer not to be sick. But you know what? We are, we are cured. And we are back. Like right. we never left. Big sound. Then what does that have to do with me being sick? <laughs> you just throw that in anywhere. Let's move on because for me not to ask you about your week again because <laughs> it's like no. Nah. Um, on to news this week. Um, this week we're gonna be talking about um the new Yolo Center being built in Inglewood. So this is obviously a little um a little closer to me, um, uh, and probably I'm a little biased on this because not only am I Yolo alumni, but I'm also born and raised in Inglewood. Good <laughs> my people. Um so for those of y'all who don't know what Yola is, um, I'm just going to read a little, little uh, quote from the press kit um, announcing this project. Now, this isn't like new news, like this project, um, the the plans and everything for the new Yola Center were released in August. But, you know, I just thought we should you know talk about it. It's still news because they're not g- even going to start building it until the spring of 2019. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, but it says established by the LA Phil in 2007 and led by music and artistic director Gustavo Dudamel. Hey Dudamel. <laughs> hey Dudu. How no, do- <laughs> my mom calls him that. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love Dudamel. Oh. His cute little face. Bless his heart. This Yola currently. Oh, Yola stands for Youth Orchestra Los Angeles. By the way. Uh, Yola currently serves more than 1,200 students in South LA, the Rampart District, Westlink slash MacArthur Park, and East LA, providing free high-quality music training and academic support. 
YOLA has grown to become one of the most influential community-based music education programs in the United States while taking its place at the core of the LA field's identity. So, um, basically, a little background about the project is, I think it's like a $14.5 million project, yeah, and and Frank Gehry is designing the the, um, building, for those of y'all who don't know, he's an amazing architect, he's like... He must be almost 90 by now. But he designed the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other, a lot of other things. A really famous uh, architect. Uh, so this is like a, a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, this, this has been like widely received, um, like well received. Um, but some people have their opinions about like what a project like this would mean um like an elite institution like the la field coming to like the inner city even mm-hmm. though they've been there because they've been there in south la they've been there in east la um doing yola but what something like this is going to be like a really like um like a really elegant and like uh like high-end like mm-hmm. hall they're there the outside is going to stay the same so it's going to fit in with like the buildings around right. it the outside it used to be like a bank Mm. and it was abandoned so they're they're gonna keep the outside the same but the inside is gonna have like a new concert hall it's gonna have like a bunch of classrooms mm. and practice spaces and rehearsal spaces and it's basically gonna be like another add-on apparently to the la fields two locations disney hall and hollywood bowl mm-hmm. um and so a lot of people are worried about um gentrification in inglewood which personally being from inglewood i think that that's that this is probably last on the list i just understand how that would be gentrification if you're if it's serving the students the kids that already live there right um i think people are worried that it won't like that other people are going to come pouring in um although but they would have done that already at least it'll feel sits right across from colburn like i feel like people would have infiltrated that space already Mm um i don't know like it depends like yola has a million different like sites there's mm-hmm. you know some downtown some in south la like where usc is mm-hmm. um um let me see what other like macarthur park over there by lamert park which is like a really black neighborhood like that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the like caribbean and african shops are mm-hmm. like it's and it's like a real like um like center for jazz in mm-hmm. la too lamert park um and then uh some in hollywood too but um a lot of people are afraid that this is that that this in co- in combination with the football stadium and all the different plans that they have to be and, and they renovated the forum which is now like like Rihanna doing concerts at the forum Drake be, is gonna be at the forum this week mm-hmm. like there's a lot of a lot of changes um but I don't know I, I just I don't know I don't do, I don't agree but I want to yeah, ask I don't you agree with that. yeah I wanted to ask you about um just like a program like yola in general like i know when we were talking on the last episode about um about just putting the the putting instruments in the hands of like black children how like that's not enough Mm -hmm. like what in your opinion especially because you know you do music education all that like what else do you think like organizations like this should be doing well i don't i don't know enough about yola to say what they like what else they should be doing like you said you were in yola right yeah. so um like where do the students come from they come from 
the areas that they serve they do and and it's always been that way which is why i'm not so worried about Mm -hmm. this like lots of people who are in yola they could walk to orchestra rehearsal from where they from where they live and what do they get the insurance from from harmony project which uh that's what you were talking about yeah and are they are they good instruments are the instruments taken care of yeah they are taken care of like it's something if you for the most part if you need something for your instrument and your teacher goes to the people and say hey we need a we need a rehair on this depending it it does depend on what site you're at Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's what it seems seems like it depends on what site you're at but um for the most part yeah they'll take care of it i just think like when after reading like a little bit about like the center it seems like they give academic support as well i just think that any any program is going to do something like this and I, I can't say too much because i haven't started my own program but i have worked with kids in similar situations to these kids and it's like you have to make sure that you have every single facet covered like how are they getting to rehearsals you said they can walk and some can i couldn't have see and then having the luxury to be dropped off and be picked up um how are their academics doing Mm -hmm. are they are they reading at the level are you collaborating with schools to see like how well they're doing in that regard are um are the instruments good are the teachers good is instruction good you know it's like all it's all things like that is there money for them to go to summer festivals is there money for them to apply to school to get to to get to auditions Mm -hmm. is there money for them to buy the instrument that a teacher might be looking for at a higher level you know it's like thinking and it's like not every student is going to go into um music and that's fine we understand that but just making sure that the ones who decide to do that that they're set up properly and i think that's just like the main yeah. I'm glad you said that because I know that like like the quote says Yola is like one of the most influential community based music education programs. So a lot of other El Sistema inspired programs, which Yola is inspired by El Sistema because Gustavo Dudamel is a project right. is a product of El Sistema. Um, but a lot of other El Sistema inspired programs are trying to model themselves mm. after Yola. And Yola has not always had all those things that you mentioned, mm. but pretty much all of them now they do mm-hmm. because yola is so well funded it's the la feel like they right. got money mm-hmm. like they just sent a couple people to interlock it over the summer mm-hmm. like they, you know that's a new thing but they still did it like but i'm glad that you said that because a lot of that stuff isn't highly publicized mm-hmm. i know that because i know people who are still in the program right. but um that's why i was like oh i'm glad you said that because other people who <coughs> are um trying to model themselves after this program um like know that that's that's what yola is doing they're also like making a point to uh help alumni and like fund alumni like you know i went to a summer festival over the weekend i mean not over the weekend <laughs> over the summer and um then you know i'm traveling with my base okay four hundred dollars each way right and i think you mentioned something that stuck out to me is like how come other orchestras aren't funding stuff like this you know what i'm saying and it's like mm-hmm. okay it's the la phil so it's like not every orchestra has that kind of money right but it's like the the major ones do yeah chicago symphony new york phil philadelphia pittsburgh you know it's like it's like we're asking these orchestras to do so many things like we want you to have a fellowship program for black musicians mm-hmm. or and then we want you to have things for your kids but it's like why not yeah like you want to you you want to be able to sew into the future of classical music which is gonna look really different and i don't know what it's gonna look like yeah. but it's it's gonna look different and it has to look different so it's like 
I don't know, sewing into that and exploring new ways because there's a lot of uh, programs out here. I work for rock music, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Putting instruments in the hands of these kids and trying to make them, trying to help them ex- come into contact with classical music. And it's like, but if we had really big entities really caring about stuff like this, I think it would make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so <clears throat> overall, I think that this is great. I'm like, I'm excited to see the center when it's you know grown and i feel like yola has a great track record as far as like all the things you mentioned like teachers and and um you know there's always room for improvement but just being i I mean i see people i see people's concerns with um with the gentrification but i feel like just through my experience um i just don't understand how that's even a concern i mean i I already said my point about that but it's just like (laughs) not that's not how that to me that's not how that works Gentrification is like you raising the rent and push people out and putting the Starbucks on the corner. Yeah. So like white people can live there now. That to me is like very simple gentrification. Not building a nice building so these kids can go to workers practice. Yeah. I think the concern what the concern is that because so many things are changing at once, <laughs> like the the thing that makes that makes like the rent and stuff raise is when they bring stuff like this mm. too. So that I think that's mm-hmm. what they're worried that bringing this is gonna attract you know other people moving in which i mean like i said like i listened to an interview with mayor butts the mayor inglewood and and he's you know really adamant that this is not going to change anything um all these great things are coming to inglewood but the residents that already live there are not you know they're not good but it's i'm not even gonna lie it's still it's it's very expensive to live to live there it's not the most expensive to live in la obviously right but it's quite expensive like like to live there mm-hmm. um so i just i like like i said this is the least of our worries there's a lot of other stuff going on um with the stadium and all that junk but that's neither here nor there um i think that any anybody who's who's putting the blame of gentrification on this project you're right it, the, your blame is misplaced you're right because like they are using all kinds of different sites and all kinds of different mm-hmm. parts of LA and this has never been an issue. So I just, and, and I think that you actually have to have a certain income to even be like, to even qualify for a program like this. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, I, I believe so. I would have to check with my mom, but I believe so. Like they're not just, they're not just cause, cause in, in that case, nobody would be, you know, or they wouldn't be accommodating kids who need a ride to practice, right? And, you know, and who need extra help. They would because it would just be any old body could, you know, get in. So I don't know. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that and hear your opinion as an educator. Okay, hmm. education nation. Okay, and we're moving on. <laughs> Got an intermission for us this week, sister. Okay, so. This week, <laughs> this week we're gonna play a little game of Never Have I Ever. Oh God! Okay, Black Podcast After Dark. Not that kind of, <laughs> not that kind of Never Have I Ever. Your mind not the gutter, sister. It's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> Your mama listening, piping up. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you some questions. Delaney has not heard these questions, but she was over here peeking at my notebook. <laughs> she has not heard or seen these questions, so. Never have I ever skipped class to practice. <laughs> Get on my business. <laughs> Please respect my privacy at this time, sister. Sister, answer the question for the people, please. I'm sure I have. You can't recall a time. 
can I recall like a specific time I could think of like a time period like probably like close to jury week mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Now I'm remembering. Oh, okay. <laughs> because because they have they had me. No, nah, they did me dirty. <laughs> because they over here talking about we gonna have your mid, you know, your final. All the, like they want us to learn all this junk, and it's like like a couple of days before my jury. I'm not doing that. I'm mm. not doing it. <laughs> Come on, Ned. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. So I'd be like, uh, theory. You gonna have to take this L. See. That's I have not. You have not. I have never skipped a class to practice. Okay, let me just let me tell you where I'm coming from though. My first two years undergrad, I was impressed. I was like, it's gonna sound like trash anyway, so I'd rather be in class. And then, see that that math class, my my junior year that I took an L in, I missed that class, but not for practice. And then Eastman, mm. the stuff they be on, I'm not yeah. missing nobody's class. Yeah. I'd rather sit there sweating and stressed right. than to miss a class to practice. Yeah, it depends. Like, if it's, like, so, like I said, it was, like, near jury week, and so it's t- towards the end of the year when we're doing review, I have, like, a tutor, so I'd rather meet with you. Because like, odds are I'm not learning much, like, because I'd be in the morning when my brain not on. I'm not a morning person. So odds are I'm going to be sitting there waking up for the, the whole duration of the class. So... <laughs> I deserve what you said. You're so annoying. So I'd rather just ask you my specific questions in private. and But I will never, like, a lot of people will skip class, like, to practice because they have a lesson or something. I won't do that because I plan my, my, plan my lessons strategically. I don't have nothing within hours of my lesson. Mm-hmm. I'll, like, you know, so mm-hmm. that I'm warming up, I'm relaxed, I'm, right. you know, I'm not rushing, like, to my lesson from anywhere. But during the week, I might have to, because I'm playing in front of the whole stream faculty at Eastman. Right. You're not going to have me out here. Right. Meanwhile, your teacher looking looking at everybody else like, I've right. never seen this girl in my life. Right. I'm not going to have him out here sweating in the audience, talking about uh, Eastman, uh, Eastman Jr. They doing, they doing okay, their Okay, next question. Ju- <laughs> never had, their- okay. We, you had to ruin it. You, you got the wrong room, sis. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> never have I ever cried in a lesson. In a lesson? In a lesson. I've never cried in a lesson. Neither have I. I've held back tears in a lesson, though. I've held back tears in a lesson. Yeah. I'm not about to I'm not about, I'm not going to cry in front of you my already teacher. see me at my worst in my lesson. I'm not going to cry in front of you? In front of you? No. Nah. Nah. Mm-mm. You already seen me at my worst. My pieces are not finished. Mm-hmm. I'm missing shifts, whatever. You just gave me this A2 God. last week. You want to perfect. Like, if people do it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Yeah. I'm not really... I said I'm dramatic, but I'm not really an emotional person where, like, I'm crying a lot. And if I think the lesson... First of all, especially since I've been at Eastman, my lessons don't really go poorly. Oh. Are you done? <laughs> Be- and no, it's mainly... It's also, it's my, it's my teacher, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not gonna... He knows I work, so he's not piping up on me like... <clears throat> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this sounds like trash. Like, he would never... He would never say something like that to me. Yeah. He, he knows how to talk to me. He knows how to handle me. So, I've never... I've never been in a situation where like, yo, like this is going so bad that I like, I break down in front of you. And sometimes some, some of these musicians, like they're so awkward. They'd be like, they're there. Like I'm okay. Yeah. I'm actually more than fine. I'd rather I get. I can't even imagine crying in front of, oh my God. Yeah, I cannot even, I mean. I have definitely held back tears in the lesson though. Like where like something just don't go right. It's just like, not going right. Especially when it's like um a deadline. Oh. Um, I'll never forget my senior, <clears throat> excuse me, my senior recital. I was working on stomachs. Junk fell apart the week before. Oh, I'm like, this no. is in a week. Oh no! And I was like, bruh, I mean, I'm not gonna, cry. I'm not gonna cry though. 
thug up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Some shit, some thug tears after the fact. Right. We could go to the bathroom after. <laughs> we gonna, we gonna thug it out right Right. Oh my God. Like, as soon as that door closed after he say bye, then I'm like, hey. right. Like right. in my feelings, but nah, right. not in front of. Oh. Okay. Never have I ever ditched a rehearsal. No, I would never. I know you have. Wait. That's not exactly like something you would do. I, okay. <laughs> you can calm down. I have never ditched a rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Mainly because the rehearsal grade and be be oh, hefty i wouldn't i don't play with rehearsal you, you know how i am well, rehearsal right, i'm a, I, if i'm not if i'm not looking at the door to the room i'm supposed to be in at like 17 or like 16 and a half minutes before the rehearsal i'm sweating because mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not gonna get there in time like i'm a i'm a 15 minutes before person you know, i'm running in with an a going on <laughs> I would fix it like, like, cause it be t- I don't want to be rushing. I'm packing my bass, throwing my bow about. See, but that's an important point. It's the nature of your instrument. I'm bra bra bra, and we good. You know what I'm saying? Still, I'm, I'm also a person that like I'm I'm afraid of being. Let's see, I'm afraid of being late to places. So much to the fact that okay, so for some some of y'all who don't know how Eastman is set up, it's the building, and then right across the street is the dorm building where I live. I have studio class at 9 p.m it'd be 8 30 i'm like man maybe i should start heading over because you know if some world work going on i gotta go around right, a deer bro just run across the street meanwhile it's 8 32 i'm outside the door <laughs> my class started at nine <laughs> i need that energy because studio i'll be leaving for studio at 7 55 <laughs> knowing that it takes six minutes to get there but you know what like i just mm-mm. i w- would never intend like no oh you know what Okay, See, wait, 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 wait. That, after all of that, uh, piping up. What's the statute of limitations on this? That's a good question. I'm talking about during college. I'm talking about college. Oh, no, then never. Because never. high school, high school. I remember one time, I, and not even then in high school. I I liked orchestra. That was my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I but wasn't that, missing nobody's orchestra. Because they did that that junk where he would do a surprise pop playing test in front of the whole orchestra and i knew we hadn't had one in a while and it was track six that dun, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 that part i was like you're not gonna have me out here so i had to i had to head on home but <laughs> oh shoot that's why you did. <laughs> <laughs> look at the feds coming for me okay but also like high school is different because at least in my high school it's not easy to ditch a class what you gonna do be in a bathroom um, for 40 minutes i went to high school on a college campus oh yeah so it was open campus you just it was whatever Right, but I mean, well, there's nowhere in my high school for you to ditch. Oh. You're literally in a bed. You look dumb. <laughs> like, you look dumb. Yeah, ours is just literally, we use the college campus, like, for orchestra and everything. So, it was whatever. Nah. But there, I, now, I'm, like, I'm the type of person, I'm not even funny. I'm not missing rehearsal. People look at me sideways. I'm not even about to miss rehearsal because I'm sick. Uh-huh, I got so. my birthday coming up. We said, look, they're going to be like, you want to cancel? Her? No. So now we got strep because you want to be diligent. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> right, no, we still ain't touch movements five and six. No, it's my, okay, my birthday meaning nothing. Like, no. boo. What you mean? Rehearsals, rehearsals. Is. Right, well, you can get a sub. For my quintet? Oh. Uh, yeah. I got orchestra and quintet rehearsal on. But. How you out here? Never have <laughs> I ever, never have I ever missed a concert. Oh, missed the concert that I was supposed to be in. Yeah, you're supposed to be in it. Like, like just didn't show up. Like, didn't show up, or something happened along the way, or whatever. Like you, like it. I couldn't give them notice. Right, like they like it's A's oh. at seven thirty. Where's nah. Delaney? Nah. Yeah, I've never missed a concert. Oh, okay. A concert? 
I can't say. I'm grade driven though, so I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna take no L in orchestra. Right. Meanwhile, your next school looking at you like, sis, you good? Right. D in orchestra. Right. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, saying like they were at some festival in Austria or something like that. I don't know. And some girl coming in, unpacking her ca- her case while like in the middle of the first piece, she got stuck somewhere. I was like, what? That would stress me out. I would, that, <laughs> I would probably cry. Well, I would. I'll be like, girl, because I'm very like, mm, anything you could do now. So I just wait till intermission. That's true. Anything you could do. Okay. <laughs> Never have I ever said something extra black in a lesson. <laughs> I feel like you have. I know you have. <laughs> Don't touch your black. <laughs> Dang, I got two. I got two. We can go. Uh, not that I can r- recall, cause I'm very. You know, I have. I have a white voice, oh, and I help us. <laughs> I said, cause I'm. Mm-mm, you're not gonna have me out here in front of my teacher. You know, I stopped caring a long time ago. I'm yeah. black, so you know, I can't turn. I stopped turning at all. <laughs> I couldn't find. I couldn't find my high school white voice if I look for it. If you gave me Google Map directions, I couldn't find that jump. No, I, I turn that care. on. I turn that on to the utmost with my teacher. What? Like yeah. Name is Taylor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but your teacher is black. And also, like, the, like, because it's, like, the respect. It's, like, the respect of your teacher. On top of that, the respect of your elder. On top of that, the respect. And then, like, just regular white voice stuff. So, it's, like, all three of those. Mm-hmm. So, he probably, like, the one that I talk to the most. Like, you know the most uh rated e for everyone like <laughs> okay so even recently i think it was <laughs> a couple weeks ago i took a lesson somewhere right you know where i ain't gonna put them out there and it was boku money and i oh. learned nothing so i went back i'm on mrs taylor like junk is stupid i said <laughs> okay it's not that it's not that blase like i wasn't like junk is stupid i'm like, mrs taylor like whatever he had me out here and he was like oh the teacher was like, I'm sorry, it was so expensive. And I was like, you should be sorry. And Ms. Hayes started, Mrs. Taylor started laughing because, like, I don't, I'm like, Mrs. Taylor, like, whatever, I don't care. And then back in undergrad, I said some Jamaican word. I really wish I could remember. Like, I said something, I almost said, I said some Jamaican word in the lesson. And my teacher looked at me so, she was like, Katie, what? She, I really wish I could remember the word. It wasn't even right. like nothing like stupid. It was something like my grandma would say, like right. whatever, like some something. And I and she was like, "That's not a word." I'm like, "Yes, it is." My right. grandma used to it. some right. <laughs> so like, yes, I've definitely said black things. <laughs> I you know what? Maybe when the day I say on phone name in a lesson, I'll let you know. Can you imagine? Right. It's like, Katie, that was I'm, beautiful. Gang, right. gang, on phone name, on phone name, gang. <laughs> Okay, never have I ever lied to your te- lied to my teacher. You gonna make me say that junk on air? <clears throat> you have? He asked you did you practice this week, you'd be like, Yeah. Who he not that like not that question specifically. You lied to your teacher. No, well, hold on. I'm trying to think of something. I'm I'm don't don't look at me like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Hmm. Maybe not. There have been times like because I am like I told you my like a lesson that I had recently. I I'd be like extra honest because he um was like oh I'm gonna assign you such and such scales and then he forgot to and before I left I was like oh weren't you gonna right. do that? like so I'm not I'm not gonna be out here but sometimes 
you know what this is some, something I tell a little white lie about sometimes if we say we're gonna start with something he's not gonna remember that Right, so, different. You so think I'm gonna remind you of the 73 A2s you assigned? Oh, okay. Me? Well, that's where I was counting that. Nah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you could be like, he asked you, did you work on such and such? You'd be like, yeah. You know, or like, you. you I might went be to like, a, a little bit. Right. Well, like, I talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a lesson. You went to take a lesson or play a math class somewhere. He's like, how'd it go? Great. No, I would never. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. Like, I'm like, it was okay. I'll be like, that's lying because it was actually terrible. Okay, (laughs) number seven. Never have I ever had an emergency in a concert. What do you mean, had an emergency? That could mean anything. I'm really not trying to say too much. Like, getting an upset stomach during a concert. (laughs) Okay, you knee deep in the development, your stomach bubbling. (laughs) (laughs) You annoying. No. Not that I can remember. Never? Not that I can. <gasps> no. Or you got. Never mind. We ain't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> it happened to me my sophomore year. And we were playing, like, I can't remember. It was. We were playing a symphony. I had an upset stomach. And we were, like, a movement, too. And I'm like, girl. Yo. What the hell are you going to do? And I was like, all right, we're going to thug it out, sis. But it's like, okay, movement three, slower than what I remember <laughs> in rehearsal. And I was like, bruh. What am I going to do? Like, Katie, like, what are you going to do? Like, I literally didn't know. And we get to the end of the movement three, and I'm like, okay, this not going to work. And then I was like, okay, nah, thug it out, sis. Like, <laughs> got this. Like, think about the music, but don't don't stop thinking too much. But, like, think about the music. And I was like, okay, and then I made it. I was like, Phew. but see, that's before I went vegan. I don't got the problems no more. All that meat. Let's know. move on. <laughs> no I had a friend who told me I remember he was playing Beethoven 9 second movement He was. they were in the second movement Beethoven 9 50 minutes right longer maybe yeah I think it's like a like an hour and five minutes the way Berlin p- plays it that's who I listen to but bro um, I couldn't imagine in the second movement no like actually somebody somebody they stomach turned upside down <laughs> on, on stage. stage in the second movement first of all no, you lying. Nah, that's what he told me. Listen, nah. that's, that's what he told me. And first of all, first of all, all quiet and tender, that movement. That movement, the second movement, bits of a nine. That movement's beautiful. First of but all, on the stage? On the stage, and they played through that. Okay, when players got to breathe through, they <laughs> got to breathe that in. <laughs> nah, that's disgusting. Nah, we got to take an intermission early. I would leave the stage. Like, I would, like, if it was really, like, okay. Uh, oh, no. If it was really that bad, like, if I, if I really didn't think I was going to make it, I would have left. You know what I'm saying? But, like, and also, you know, I'm dramatic. It wasn't like, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, I just wasn't doing well. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But it's like, come on, my dude. Bro, you are, you dramatic. It probably was, like, your neck itch <laughs> during the concert. Last one. <laughs> Never have I ever had a crush on a music teacher. Well, thanks for tuning in to Custody Black Podcast. <laughs> no, let me leave in. I am not going to specify. Okay. I will not specify. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but yes. I have not. None you of my not? Well, you, you're teaching your undergrad was I've, female. I've, all of my teachers, Mr. Taylor is my first male viola teacher. Mm-hmm. And then general music teacher, I have all been women. And then. Oh, so you just ain't had a chance. I'm saying like a chance to have. Okay, Mr. Tobin. 
In middle school? He was balding. In middle school, sis? (laughs) (laughs) What? Nah. I'm a music teacher? What? You act like that don't make them attractive. I can't even think of like undergrad. Okay, that's a question for Right, from when we turn the mics on. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And we're moving on. All right. Now that Katie's successfully made me tell all my business. <laughs> what are you doing, sister? Anyway, uh, so now we're going to move on to a rather serious topic. Um, Our main topic for the episode is being black at conservatory. So as y'all know, me and Katie both go to the same school, Eastman School of Music, or Yellow Jackets, Meliora. <laughs> you ain't going to act like I don't know what that means. <laughs> Even over there. All right. Um. So yeah. So basically, we're gonna talk a little about about our backgrounds coming into an environment like this. Yeah. So, Katie. Well, it's completely different for me because first of all, I'm a grad student, so it's my first time at a conservatory because I went to a state school for my undergrad, and also, um. Even going into undergrad, even though I went to a state school, like, I didn't really have, I was already used to being one of the only, because in high school, I took AP classes and honors classes. So there was only a small percentage of of black kids taking the APs and honors, and we were dispersed among a whole bunch of different sections, and then... In orchestra, I was the only black person, period. I'm talking about 70 orchestra. I'm talking about knee-deep, 70-piece orchestra. I'm the only black person in there. So I've already, I already have this context of being the only. So when I got to ISU and I looked around, I was like, all right, bet. Same, but more of the same things. And because, like, I was really, like, secluded in undergrad. Like, I stayed in the music school, which is one thing I actually regret not branching out more. Mm-hmm. I, I was in... um interdenominational youth choir like my first year it was lit i y y y c all right <laughs> it was lit it was all like it was all black we had ty tribbett come like it was like we were out here it was a lot of fun i saw them once a week and then i went right back to my little the little music building so i never i never really branched out so i've had this like being the only the whole time not a lot of black people around and I regret not seeking it out meanwhile I go to a state school there's a BSU there's all these other things even if I didn't want to continue doing IYC there's there were so many ways that I could have interacted and I didn't because I got comfortable with my friends I liked my friends I liked what we were doing I was really into music ed at the time I was really into trying to get better at the viola I made it seem like I was <laughs> I'm not into that right now <laughs> Kenneth Taylor Green <laughs> <laughs> No, but I was really into, like, figuring out the veal thing. So I I would be like, I don't have time for that. Like, I'm teaching blase, blase. And then, so when I came to Eastman, I literally had no expectation. Because I'm like, it's a conservatory. There's going to be three black people here anyway. We're not going to talk to each other. And (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Like, I didn't. And also, it's a conservatory. I've never been in that environment. So I had, like, preconceived notions of, like, what it, what it's gonna mean to be the conservatory like everybody on your neck everybody out to get you are you like you know it's like Hunger Games. And, but, but also we have to remember that eastman's different yeah you know what i'm saying like eastman's not like eastman's a conservatory but like everyone's really supportive and 
whatever, whatever. Everyone's looking out. Well, not everyone, but most people are looking out for you. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Um, most people are looking out for you. So, um, what, even my first couple of years, couple of years here at Eastman, not talking to any black people, that felt normal to me. I was like, yeah, there's a couple here and there, but like everyone, <laughs> everyone is staying close to their instrument group. You know, everyone wants to hang out like, Meanwhile, I don't hang out with the violas. Right. Not I, except the fly. No, I'm just <laughs> I mean, I, and the violas are cool. And, like, now with the studio, our studio has changed a lot. So, like, I hang out with violas now. But I'm hanging out with violas. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I want kinda... to talk about the same four concertos with y'all. All right. We got, we got like, eight. <laughs> I'm talking about us. Oh, dang. We got a good five. Well, we not a good five. Five. <laughs> I mean, if you want to count, like, for us, you want to count, like, the weird ones, like, Piston oh. and, like... Rosa, you know, like like hard stuff or like I don't even. It just it sound like noise. It don't sound like, <laughs> but like our big three and our two classical, okay. and then you know, barely else is little obligato. Okay, all anyway, right. that's all we talk about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how about you, sister? So, I'm coming from an environment that's basically like all black people all the time, like the, <laughs> <laughs> oh. bruh. Bless your heart. You coming here? <laughs> Let me let you finish. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Could not imagine. Talk about a culture shock. Yo. Culture shock. Let's <laughs> just say shock. Right. <laughs> just a shock. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like the the um the city that I grew up in, everybody black, everybody. But like I could probably count. Maybe two times in my entire lifetime, I live in Inglewood that I've seen a white person <laughs> in the in that um in that like city. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously like LA big, and I had I did a lot of music related. Like I did a lot of music in high school and stuff, so I was all over the city. So it's not like I, I this is my first time ever seeing a white person, right? Like, but um, it's 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 really different, especially because like I went to like some pretty diverse schools like from seventh grade on, but it was still like not I'm the only black person like it was a good like it was diverse Mm -hmm. um and then I also had the opportunity to do I did I went to Luzerne Music Center but that wasn't that wasn't like 2012 and that was the year before I went to high school and then um and then I went to Interlocker in 2014 um so I have and those are spaces that are pretty similar to the demographics Mm -hmm. here at Eastman and so I was like, okay, I know what to expect. I know it's going to be different. I got here. I was like, I didn't know it was going to be this different. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So I was, you know, trying to to finesse my way through this, but it just and I'm not I'm not a very social person. I'm not the I'm not one to be out here. I had never even been to a party before I went before I got here. But I really really feel like the one the thing that makes me like really in my feelings about about this whole experience is that I feel like I really, really tried to make mm-hmm. friends and to be out mm-hmm. here. I went to big parties, small parties, frat parties, little get togethers, studio parties, all that. And just like nothing ever fit. I just always felt so out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and like literally one of the first things that I did when I came to Eastman was look up and see if they had a BSU and all that. And you know, University of Rochester does, but the way that their things are set up is really, it's, you know, it's kind of hard for us to get over there just because our schedules are different. Um, and you have to deal with like bus schedules and class schedules are on like a different sort of, uh, like block there. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard, but, um, 
yeah coming here like I thought I knew what to expect from from situations like interlocking but what I didn't realize was that yeah it's gonna be different but it's gonna be different for a longer amount of time Mm -hmm. so I went to interlocking for six weeks I had a grand old time like it was amazing but what I didn't realize like I live here mm-hmm. that like I'm in this mm-hmm. like this, this not it's not a temporary thing so probably like around my around spring break of my of my freshman year I was like in shambles I was so like depressed like I just mm-hmm. like it was just way too much um and I just like could not wait to go home and um that's why like I didn't I didn't even think of like the same as you like I didn't even think that we were gonna like be like I was gonna be interacting with black students at Eastman I didn't think there was gonna be very many at all Mm -hmm. you know that I could interact with um just knowing because I knew the number at the time when I like when I came in Mm because you know I had heard it and um it was like kind of discouraging or whatever but yeah but but that's the thing we we realized and we kind of talked about it last week it's like when we came in, it's like black people at Eastman don't talk to each other. Yeah. Because I and I don't know if it's because I don't I don't know why it's like that. I don't know if it's because you feel more comfortable talking to your instrument, which I mean those are cool, but also like I mean and our studio has changed a lot from from when I came in. But or it's like you don't want to be seen talking to the only other black person in the room. But that to me that doesn't make sense. I'm like, why not? Right. I'm like, that's what I'm. That's my preference. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I don't understand why, why you would be embarrassed like by that. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. whole bunch of y'all in a room, and it's like, oh yeah, two black girls. Like, why not? Yeah. Like, let people think what they think. But it's just, it was. Even though I had no, I wasn't literally have no expectation mm-hmm. of of blackness at Eastman. Like I, I still was like, dang, I guess kind of sad. I see these black people and we don't even talk. You know, but. I was like, mm-hmm, that's just the way it is, whatever, whatever. But then when I went met you, we talked about that. It's like, nah, we're going to do something about this. And it's so, it's so different now. It's yeah, like. So different. Like, honestly, it's like the most black interaction I've had right. since, since ever. Because it's like, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I grew up in a black church. My church is very black. It's, it's 100% black. Because, anyway. It's 100% black, right? So, right. but because of Viola. I wasn't really in youth group or whatever, so I didn't have that, like, I when I go to church, when I go back home to church, it's like, yeah, I see my, the, the people, whatever, I say hi or whatever, but it's not like, oh, those are my people, those are my church friends. And then my, my I have, all, all my friends are black. But, again, when we go to school, we're separated. So it's like, we, I've never, I've never had to, I never was in a place like you where it's like, okay, everyone around me is black. I've, I've had to navigate these spaces, you know, I've had to be like, how do you decipher, but, especially something at like Eastman where it's like so like intense sometimes it's like you kind of want your people to have you you know what I'm right. saying and it's a, it was a little discouraging the first um the first year when it's like oh wow y'all y'all not talking to each other but I, I just blew it off I was like okay well right I guess that's what we doing <laughs> keep it pushing you know right I don't know yeah so what are some of the things that um that you've done like since being here at Eastman like I know that um you know we're like being in an environment where you're surrounded by people that don't look like you you may want to keep yourself rooted in your um in your blackness and stuff so what are some of the things that that you've done like for yourself to to keep that part of you you know 
stuff that I do. All right. Well, I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think one of the main things I've done um, in regard, specifically in regards to Eastman, mm-hmm. has been just seeking out black friends. Because a lot of, you know what I realize with people here? It's like if you just approach them and be like, hey, you want to do this or whatever? And, like, one of the wind players here, I was in the same cycle as her. And I knew her through friends from other music festivals, gateways, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I and we were in the same rotation. Just, just these two black girls, different instruments, not talking. And I literally went up to her before rehearsal. I was like, hey, you want to change numbers? Because whatever, whatever, we doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just reaching out. Because a lot of times, like, they'll just... They'll want to hang out. They want to get to know you, whatever. Not all the time. Okay, so but, it's a butterfly. But, okay. Not all the time because that's another story for another day. But, um, <laughs> but um, the majority of the time, if, if if not all the time, they want, they want to, whatever. So I think that's been, like, the main thing. And then also a huge part of my life, um, I am a member of S- Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority. There we go. Incorporated. And incorporated. Shout out to Rovember coming up. Um, and I've always wanted to be a Shiro. A lot of people, not a lot of people, people don't know that because I don't put my business out like that. But I've always wanted to be a Shiro. Um, and I've always made Viola get in the way. And I had a really hard time adjusting to Eastman, like not feeling like I played well enough to be here. Like, what the heck am I doing here? And I was like, I want to work on Katie outside the realm of being a viola so i finally like after all these years i'm like nah i'm gonna I'm do this i'm gonna pledge and so that like my stores in rochester like those are my those are my sisters those are my people so it's like i'd have no shortness of like feeling connected to blackness because it's like when i'm not when i'm not and also i have my teacher we lit in lessons so it's like <laughs> when i'm on the lesson i'm with you i'm with other black people i'm with my stores so it's like I have places where I can like check in and be like, okay, I'm good. You know, <laughs> you know, like I have places where I could be like, okay, you know, this is okay. And also like, um, you know, I'm Jamaican. So I call my friends, you know, just, just the simple thing of like just talking in my accent, you know what I'm saying? With people, even though, even if it's over FaceTime, you know, just being like, don't let this place like get too much, get to me too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just call, I call my friend Nikki. I'd be like, wow, well, you know what I want. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just like little things like that. Not little because, you know, love my blue and gold, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on. <laughs> what have um, you done? What have you done? Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of my black friends from home actually ended up going to HBCUs. So like we in completely completely. <laughs> completely opposite places like they lit we on fire two different things <laughs> like, like one of my best friends like she goes to spellman and i would call her up she like dang i ain't seen a white person in months i'm like <laughs> she said, i forgot what they look like i was like all right <laughs> she's like dang the lady like i just can't even can't even fathom like just literally Not the, fathom. like just in the opposite because we're like from See, the same just place leave campus <laughs> just leave spellman's campus we're like in the like like we came from the same environment too so she going from all black to all black you know um like so just keeping it like sometimes i just be like i call her be like 
just put your phone, put the camera outside your window. I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to see melanin today. It's so annoying. <laughs> I remember my freshman year when I was going through it, like for real. I just be like, dang. I feel I was like, I, yo, I ain't seen a black person in weeks, like <laughs> because we sell sparse and then all got different, right, different, all different, got different things. Yeah, like I was not seeing nobody around. Like I was just like, wow. But I don't know. Like I think the reason why I was having such a hard time is because I wasn't like, like I wasn't. Well, it's not true that I wasn't seeking out those things to, you know, you know, to cater to that side of myself. Um, it was more of I was trying to adjust. I'm not a person that is going to try to fit in by any means necessary because mm-hmm. I'm going to just be me, which is why, like, like I said, I know I have a white voice. I have all that. But I would rather have hang out by myself than have a group of friends where I have to put that junk on Listen, all the time. It's important to enjoy your own company. Yeah. I would like I was like, I would rather have no friends right. than, than have friends where I feel like I can't be myself. around. Exactly. So I feel like that's a part of the reason why I was having um, a hard time was because I wasn't, like, taking, like, putting time aside, like, like how you said, doing something for, for yourself outside of YOLO, like, I wasn't trying to do something outside of base. And that's my advice to anybody, like, I get, like, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you love what you do, like, you love playing your instrument, but, like, viola is such a big part of me so when it's not going well like if i take an l in, in rep class or i don't have a lesson that goes well or whatever i mess up in a master class like i'm in my feelings and that affects me so it's like i have to have other things that you know i do you know whether it's working out i mean when i tell you so i know when i saw that gym membership come out of my bank account today i was like all right <laughs> i've been here in weeks um i felt some type of way about that but whether it's working out, finding other social circles, doing something you always wanted to do instead of viola. No, I just think that's so important. Like, who are you besides the instrument that you play? Nothing. Nobody. See, <laughs> you cannot be like, yeah, like we signed up for tap dance. Girl, anyway. Sister. <laughs> I just took a tap tap. I, that's something I still have a problem with because I'm lazy. Like, the, like this, you know, like I'm not a person that's just about to get up and do stuff. Like, I'm in my room. Like, if I'm not in my practice room, I'm in my room. Like, <laughs> um, but I, I do desire to be a person that's not like that. Because mm-hmm. you just, you know, it doesn't feel good to just watch, like, days go by. You've done nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but um, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I had such a hard time. Is because I wasn't, um, like, I, I, I did seek out the BSU, but it just didn't work with mm-hmm. my schedule. And it wasn't something I was able to do. So I was just like, oh, oh well. Okay, step team. All right, it is. Could you join that team, girl? It's not my desire. Um, <laughs> um. So I think, like, I was going through it because of that. But now, um, after I've like one of the things that I did start doing though, I started taking like classes in African American studies mm-hmm. because I um I considered having a dual degree and doing that. But I just don't have the work ethic for something like that. I need to be on this base. I can't, mm-hmm. be, you know, like. I, I got a one track mind, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but like for, for, for the for the amount of work that it takes to you know be on an instrument like this at mm-hmm. this level and all that, I gotta be on this base. But I started being like, okay, I'm gonna take like one class, you know, because I really like writing, I like history and specifically Black history. So and I really like I discovered something about myself like through this like exploring Blackness. I took a class on African American vernacular English, found out I really like linguistics. Like, 
Um, so just taking classes like that, like right now I'm taking a class called representing African Americans and the African imagination. Like, um, that's one of the things, but also at the same time, that's still academic, that's still school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even now I'm still searching for things. However, like how me and Katie were, uh, how Katie said, you know, things are changing now here at Eastman because we're starting an organization Mm -hmm. for all of us black students to link up and do stuff together. And it's going really well. Like we had like our events pop in right our game night <laughs> right this is a a what a what <laughs> that game is lit <laughs> right me and katie like how how i go home and tell my mama i learned how to play spades at eastman i learned how to play spades at eastman right. first of all i'm old <laughs> like let's like what it's it's good now i feel like right. this is like and it kind of makes me nervous like when you start applying to like thinking about applying to other places what is it going to look like there but I guess you just gotta you just gotta roll with it because I'm I'm just not pressed to be honest. And I think I think the reason why I feel this way is mainly because of my background. It's like I'm just so used to being like the only or whatever. I struggled to make friends my first year at ISU. Like I was very similar to you. I was just in my room, minding my business. Now I don't really because I try I look, that's crazy. I try to make friends. But the thing is like when you don't wanna drink and be like do all that crazy stuff. Right. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with drinking. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't really feel like being plastic with y'all. Right. That's not my in, thing in somebody's uh, apartment. I just right. don't. I, that's just like every weekend. Every every weekend that God gives y'all out there, and I just not. I rather. That's when dance moms was popping. Right. Get my get my to go box from the cafeteria downstairs and go in my room and mind my business. So, I had a hard time making friends my first year at ISU because I just wasn't vibing with the people or whatever and then so when i came to eastman i was like look it can go one or two ways but i'm just not pressed i'm here to get on this viola maybe right. finally playing to them and you know get to where i need to go so this is all a bonus to me it's like mm. i i've accomplished something like so great by becoming a member of sigma gamma Rho. i have black friends at eastman Right. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy. And uh, Eastman's also a little different because it's going to attract, even though like the numbers are low, it's going to attract more minorities than I feel like a state school would because, you know, they have, I just have, they have more, I feel like they have more applicants because I don't think there was more, excuse me, more than like two or three of us in like the entire school at any given point, mm-hmm. you know, and ISU has a pretty good music school, so that's my thought on that do you think it's important to like maintain your blackness for me it was very important like for me i'm looking like every like everything about me is well yeah like pretty much everything about the person who i am is just like rooted in black Mm -hmm. like i'm that's just that's why i felt like it was so jarring Mm -hmm. like to come here because like i'm making i'm like our sense of senses of humor are different than mm-hmm. like than the people that I'm talking to. I'm making jokes that they don't understand. Nothing that I that y'all say is funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's stuff like that. Like that just don't. I just felt like I just did not fit. Mm-hmm. Like like oh my gosh. And it's like a terrible like, feeling when to feel like you don't fit. Right. Because like what what you gonna do? You already signed the papers. You mm-hmm. already going here. Like trying to fit like a circle into a like a square that's smaller than it. Like that, right. you know. Like that's exactly what it felt like. I just was. I don't know. I felt like, like for me, 
that's something that I that I discovered. Like I thought I could just put it on the back burner, do whatever, you know. And I and that reminds me of something that I was gonna say before that I forgot. Um, don't tell me I forgot it again. All right. I told you my memory. My memory is jacked. Oh wow. In a split second, I forgot it again. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but I just felt like it's it's really important for me uh, personally. I think it's a personal thing. Like, if you not if you're not piping up and, and just black, black, black all the time, then then maybe you do less, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that you, oh, now I remember it. Okay. Um, like you were saying about, um, you were like here to do this viola stuff, like everything else is a bonus. Like I came in with a similar mindset. Like, well, I didn't come in with this mindset after I felt all downtrodden mm. about not having friends and stuff. I was like, well, at the end of the day, I'm here to be on this base. At the end of the day, I'm here for, I'm here for a degree, not to make friends. Da, da, da. But you're supposed to leave school with so much more than just exactly. A you're supposed to leave with connections and lifelong friendships and all that. And I was, you know, I was saying that obviously because I was in my feelings and I was mm-hmm. trying to convince myself that it was okay that I didn't fit in. But um, now, you know, of course, I'm glad that I've met people that, you know, really ride for me. You know, and exactly. People. I feel like a lot of people that I've met since being at Eastman. Like, I've made some really good connections here, you know. But, like, people we met outside of Eastman, mm-hmm. like, like the riders, the Wodies, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't meet y'all here. Right. So, it's like, I feel like people are drawn to you. Like, people will come to you when they're supposed to come to you. So, that's why I just be, I just don't be depressed. I'll be like, y'all can talk to me. Well, you can't talk to me. I'm still finna smack my mouth. I'm still finna pop my gum. Right. Like, I just don't. I'm just like, I'm, I told you, I'm, a, I'm of a particular age. And I just... <laughs> And you know, I like, this just the end of your life right now. I'm <laughs> thirty, and I just don't, I just don't have the time to be like putting on a facade and like changing my voice up. I'm like y'all could, y'all could take it or y'all could leave it. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not talking about like going up to an audition and be like, hey y'all, so today I'm gonna play Barely Ells on a Carnival, <laughs> right? Like that's hey, bear bear. <laughs> that's not what I mean, but it's just like I just. Like you either come to me, you don't. You either you either like me, you don't. But I'm black, been black, and you lucky I'm not out here with my Jamaican accent. Right. Only because y'all can't understand, y'all won't be able to understand me. It'll be weird as heck if I'm over here like bless up my people them. So you know what I'm saying? Like that don't make any sense. But um, yeah, I think it's important to maintain your blackness. But I, I feel like I do that. You know, I you know I talk to my friends who are Jamaican as heck. You know, I talk to y'all here. And I have my sores. So it's like I'm I'm doing the doing the good work of the people. Here, here. All right. And we're moving on. All right. To black excellence. So Black Excellence this week. Oh my god. I love him so much. I met him. I don't even think I met him formally before I was all up in his face <laughs> because right. I knew he was a violist. I knew he was in my studio and he's like the cutest, like most like hardworking person I know. His name is Adrian Jackson. Shout out to my scale buddy. Want to tell you Adrian is on it. If I was on it like Adrian when I was a freshman, because Mr. Taylor signed scale buddies. So whatever. I was like, all right, bet I'm going to take Adrian and then. You know, we're going to do it once and whatever. He texts me. He's like, okay, so when are we meeting? Because, and I was <laughs> like, oh, um, Adrian is from Texas. He went to um, Interlochen before coming here to Eastman. And the crazy thing about Adrian is that he started playing the viola four years ago. 
what <laughs> like he literally he moved around a lot um and then he got his hands on a viola right before he went to high school and his teacher was like why don't you get interlocking beasted it right. got an interlocking and then just worked and worked and worked and he was like i really want to go to eastman i, I see myself whatever and he now he's here right. like it's just crazy like how hard he worked and how he's just going after his dreams and if you meet him this is the thing this is the thing i pay attention to i pay attention to the attitude mm-hmm. if you meet adrian he's so friendly he's so he warm is. he's so inviting and he just wants to learn i, I spoke to him a, a bit because like we meet every tuesday morning to do scales and he just wants to learn as much as he can and he's just trying to eat up everything he's just trying to figure this viola thing out he's just so so genuine i just think he's gonna go like really really far um so we can link um adrian's socials and we'll also link the article that the university of rochester wrote on him um so you can check him out he's a super cool kid super sweet and um gonna take the world by storm um and if you have any suggestions for black excellence it doesn't have to necessarily be performers looking for educators entrepreneurs um please email them to us at classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com so happy for Adrian. Right? He's so cute. He's so cute. Right. Just so nice. He's so bubbly. Right. Someone has to be happy. And motivated. I just, all, all things that I'm not. But... <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, somebody got to be. Somebody got to be out here. I'm glad it's Adrian. So. So this week, um, every once in a while, there, there's something on our hearts. Right. That we must get off. Right. Weighing heavy. Weigh just weighing heavy. My A order pulsating. <laughs> <laughs> and you just gotta get out your, off your heart. Every once in a while you're gonna hear us read somebody on here. Yeah. Um just something that's just be weighing on us. Um and we're gonna talk about this my dude Wagner. So let me tell you let me tell you how I been feel some type of way about Wagner, right? First of all, why do everything got to be in a key E major? <laughs> this dude, if it ain't got four plus sharps, it's like not for him. Right. There, I, it, take a look. I'm telling you, like at least 60% of his stuff got to be E major or higher. Like it don't. So now my hand all com- disconfigured. You know how hard it's to play E major on the viola? No, I don't. Well, you know, ass body. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I just be out here. So of course. What we working on? We working on Town Hauser. So I right. get my little part. It's already doubled. <laughs> every every note gotta be doubled to right. Every single one. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel I feel like you just write it and be like, so what else could I do? <laughs> and then just right. add, add like whatever whatever key you write it in. He like okay, add two more stripes on that. Right. <laughs> it's like when you go to frozen yogurt and like the like yogurt is fine by itself, but you're like, what happens when I put on right? You know, it's some M and M's, a coconut. Right. For what? That's how he is. So. He Townhouse is basically an E major uh A two. Why don't you leave the A two right in to Berlioz? I mean Berlioz to Kreutzer. Why don't you do that? So and then everything's doubled. So I get in there, I get in there, I do my mock audition, I take an L. And they were they were like, it just got slower and slower. I'm like, it will get slower and slower if you play the two. My arm falling off at the hinge. Mm. All that's your, all that's telling me is you versatile. <laughs> Listen. I, I can play in this tempo, that one, and right. a third one too. Anyway. <laughs> nah and then this is what bo- this is what bothered me like i get like y'all trying to expand the viola or whatever and that's real cute and everything but all i'm saying is you're not gonna have me digga 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 and then and then be up and then 
Six positions, sis. After all of that, I've been looking at the violas and and we in orchestra. Nah, he on dirt. Like I just Wagner, and it's like I try to take my time complaining about Wagner because I want to be an opera. Like that's where I see myself. Like I don't, I'm not really interested in the symphony stage because I just love opera. Junk is lit. So I know I'm going to be in contact with him and his E major and above for a very long time. I'm just saying, like, something has to be said about him. Something must be said. It's like, he's out of control. Well, even if something is said about him, we still programming him. Meanwhile, he was problematic. Problematic. To the fullest extent. Over here, anti-Semitic. Like, nah. And we still programming Wagner. Still Still programming Wagner. Like, nah. But it's like, you know what? White men can be problematic and y'all keep them. Meanwhile. Right. And that's not even that. In my opinion, that's not even a read because, like, that you reading yourself. You have yourself out here, right? Like, nah. This what this is a question I got for Wagner. I was here I was about go. to say as soon as I head to the pearly gates, but Lord knows he not there. Oh, uh, Wagner? Yeah, Wagner ain't there. Right. What's okay, have, have you seen his portrait? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to look it up right now. He look about a step below Masorsky because you know some Masorsky like he was going through. All right. Oh. 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 Oof. All yeah, right. Wagner. Mm. All right. Well, I, I several questions about the ring cycle. Who you write that for? Who Who do you think he must have wrote wrote that junk for people in hospice who couldn't go nowhere? Cause who about to sit here and listen to fourteen hours of your junk? Nobody. Not I. Said the, the ring fly. cycle. What do you gotta? <laughs> don't they? They. I thought like they like program that junk over several weekends. Like, not, ain't I'm, nobody playing no full ring cycle. Who do you think you are? Nah. Nah, he wrote that for the prisoners in, in so-and-so in so-and-so jail. Right. Like, the lifers. Probably, right. Probably the ones who acted it out, too. Probably, look, look it up. Because remember the first production was, right. like, right there, Alcatraz. <laughs> first production, Alcatraz. <laughs> ain't had nothing else to do? Right. Okay. All right, I'm gonna look that up. I bet you. 14 and a half hours. Come on. Nah, Wagner, Wagner been on dirt. On dirt. All right on top. Right on top. Nah, <laughs> he, he doing the most with that yeah. ring cycle junk. Nah. Oh, I just need, thank you. I just need to <laughs> <laughs> get that right on off my chest. Get that right on off my chest. Ooh. So, on that note. About to get up out of here. Right. Katie, do you have a piece for the people this week? Okay, so a piece that I forgot about that is an entire bop, Lay Preludes by List. <laughs> that don't go. If you are asleep, wake up. Right. Wake up. Wakey, and, wakey. Right. And you gotta, like, if you forgot about it, get on that junk. Right. Listen to, like, I was like, I cannot believe I forgot about that piece. Like, it's a list. It is so good. And, like, you know what? Did I just throw dirt on Wagner for writing Preludes? I did. But this is this is list and this is different. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, Lay Prelude is so good. I also feel a, a personal connection to that piece because I remember like that was one of the first pieces I played at at undergrad, like as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Could not play it. Just could not play it. I remember like crying. I was in the practice room crying. Like I cannot play this junk. But you know we here now. We good. We good. <laughs> and right. it's like it's just so good. For real. And I cannot believe I forgot about it. So luscious. Those of us who. To interlock and know that ending, Lay Preludes with all the de- like, it's so nostalgic too. Like I used to listen to Lay Preludes walking the orchestra from the bus stop. Like it's my jam. It's Man. a bob. If you forgot about it, check go- it out. Right, we gonna have the link yeah. in the description. 
All right, sis. Episode two in the bag. Right. All right. Don't forget to follow us on social media, y'all. Right. Uh, all the info in the description box. And we will see you next week. Bye, y'all.